Good afternoon, my name is Manny Sanchez, and this is your weekly download, a podcast offering you the best information and insights straight from Harrisburg University. I want to encourage everybody to go on to their podcast app, whether that's on an Android or iPhone, and subscribe to the podcast. You can listen to all of our previous episodes, so go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Also, in the comments section of the Facebook um, and Twitter, I want to encourage everybody to give us some topics that you want us to talk about, anything that you would find interesting. Let us know, and we'll be sure to you know, try to get that in there. Um, and also, I want to encourage everybody to check out our social media pages and our university website. So on Facebook, we are www.facebook.com forward slash HarrisburgU. We're on Twitter at HarrisburgU. And our university website, www.harrisburgu.edu. So my guest on the podcast this week was student-turned-lecturer Chad Chu. Um, we got to talk about you know, his experience as a student here, his teaching style, and you know, his plans post-graduation before he became a lecturer. I think it was really great to get the perspective of somebody who's seen both sides of the university as a student, as a professor. So here it is, my conversation with Chad Chu. So my guest on the podcast today is student-turned-lecturer here at Harrisburg University, Professor Chad Chu. How you doing today? Good, how are you? Good. So I definitely want to talk about your time here at the university and, you know, the, the circumstances that led up to you becoming a professor. So I guess let's just start um, with the, from the beginning. You know, tell us about your time here as a student and from undergrad and through, you know, the master's program. Uh, yeah, sure. So... Uh... Started classes 2011. Uh, I wouldn't say I was like, uh, like a super student or anything. Like there was nothing really that special about me. Uh, I started working my second semester of my freshman year, so I got to work like quickly because uh, you know once I seen the money and the tuition, I was just like, man, I need to start making money. <laughs> so. Um, I was, was that here at the university? Were you working here? Or were you working? Uh, no, so I was working at FIA, uh, or the Pennsylvania Higher Education okay. Assistance Agency. So I was actually learning about my student loans at work while I was taking them out to go to right. school. Uh, so it was, that, that actually like ended up really helping me out. Um, so I was working uh, my freshman year all the way up until I graduated uh, at different jobs. Um, but my time here really in the uh, university... Um, I would say was pretty par. Uh, I, the only difference I would say, because I mean, I really never attended another university, like my class sizes were extremely small, mm -hmm. so they were really personal. So I knew like all my professors, like I, I had some of their cell phone numbers from just the syllabus. Like they were just like, Hey, if you need right. help, like text me or call. Like, <laughs> and I actually ended up doing that a couple of times. So, uh, I would overall explain my whole experience here is very personal okay that's good um so talk a little bit about the the your experience transitioning from you know the student life and then becoming a professor lecturer um so it's getting easier as the time goes on every semester gets a little bit easier for me um i only say that because when i first started like I had friends in my class yeah. still like so i was and, and was that hard to kind of you know put put the boundaries in place like now we, we were friends last semester now you know you're my student so how how was that as well uh well luckily like most of the 
friends that I've made here are mature enough to know <laughs> their own boundaries, so yeah. I didn't really have an issue with that. Um, but sometimes it was definitely hard uh, for me, like, you know, when your friend is not doing so good in a class, you're like, hey, man, like, get your stuff together. Right. <laughs> like, because there's no, there's no, like, uh, I can't give my friends, like, a pass just because they're my friend. So that was a little bit morally hard for me, but as I said, the time I'm here, the more time I'm here, it's getting easier because I don't know them like on a personal level right. or like as like, hey, like I used to live in the dorms with you. It's more of just like, hey, I know you from class now because yeah. I teach you. Yeah, and I guess too, um, I read the article um, that came out uh, about you and Mina and, um, you know, uh, Majid from the computer science department, he you know, specifically wanted you, your Mina to teach. So I guess that, that, that could have been another thing too, that, you know, you don't want to let down one of your professors and the, the, the program leader of the department too, so. Yeah, absolutely. So Majid started us out uh, as like, so first I was a tutor, but I was a unofficial tutor. And then I became a TA. So Majid really did a good job of like, really easing us into the, to the teaching right. side of it. So I got like, <laughs> I had like a year of TAing under my belt. I had like two years of tutoring under my belt already. So I was pretty much, I think, coached for it, even though yeah. I didn't really see it coming. Yeah. So that, that basically kind of like laid the foundation without you even knowing it to, yeah. to, to be, you know, uh, to teach then. Um, so your, 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 I guess your life plan wasn't necessarily to, to be a professor at all, was it? No. So you had, what were, what were um, your plans post-graduation, you know, aside from the teaching? Uh, I just came. So uh, when I, I was working with FIA my whole undergrad, um, I actually transitioned from their call center to their actual IT department. Um, and then I got my, my bachelor's in IT security. Now at the time, their IT security department wasn't hiring. They were like packed and full. Uh, but then I also held another job with Highmark, which is in this building, uh, for a little bit of time. And then I was actually working for Capital Blue uh, also uh, during my graduate degree. So I had a, like a lot of options. FIA offered me something. Uh, I was working at Capital Blue still, uh, but I had left Highmark. Uh, but I had uh, two big offers, one from Capital Blue and one from, uh, one from FIA. Uh, and I ended up turning both of them down after like a month of thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, because I had these three, these three options, the school, uh, uh, FIA, or something with Capital Blue. Um, I think I ended up dropping Capital Blue completely because it really wasn't anything uh, I was interested right. in. But FIA actually offered me something in my field, and the school was like, hey, come teach for us. Yeah. So I was, like, talking to everybody <laughs> about it. I was like, what do I do? What do I do? And, uh, like, I think I got on people's nerves because they were just like, hey, like, you have two jobs. Like, you can right. take, like, it's not a right. problem. You're, you have a good problem on your hands. Um, so I was kind of more, like, looking at it as, like, what do I want to do for a career? Mm -hmm. And uh, I ended up picking uh, teaching, obviously, uh, because of uh, I could see my impact on people like more prevalently mm -hmm. like, or, or right away. Um, and I knew it would be for a good cause, like helping people learn, right. helping people gain their education. So this is really why, uh, in my heart, I chose teaching, mm -hmm. uh, just because I felt like I could have a, a greater impact. Uh, on the world, if, yeah. you, if you want to go that far. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. So <clears throat> I guess is it safe to say that, you know, the deciding factor between you taking, you know, a, a job in the private sector or for FIA and then coming to teach was that you, you knew that you could make an impact and that it was, it was a tangible impact, you know, and that you'd be able to see, you know, the work you were doing through your students. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat>
Um, so, you know, you, you came to Harrisburg University, you know, you earned your bachelor's degree, you earned a master's degree. Do you have any plans to, to pursue your PhD? And I guess a follow-up would be as to pursue an academic career. Uh, it's definitely an option for me. It's open for me right now. Uh, so I've been teaching for, uh, well, July will be one year. Mm -hmm. um, I don't dislike it, yeah. so I, I'm enjoying myself doing it. So I don't see myself uh, going anywhere anytime soon, and I'm definitely interested in pursuing an academic career. Um, but uh, I, the PhD, I, I, I plan on getting a PhD eventually. Yeah. Uh, my father is pushing for it really hard, um, but... Uh, Right now, with all the debt I see, I'm, I'm really trying to get a hold of my debt first, mm -hmm. and then, uh, then once I can see, like, you know, where I want to go for a PhD and things like that, right. and I, I definitely think I'll go for it eventually. Yeah, and I think it's smart too to kind of assess where you're at now, and then, you know, get some years of teaching under your belt, figure right. out, you know, what your in, your research interests are, figure out how you fit in the world of academia. Then before, yeah. you know, you step foot in a PhD program, so then you you kind of have a foundation. You already know what route you're going to take. Yeah, right, because right now, like, I'm, like, overwhelmed with my classes right now. Right. So, so, like, I'm like, man, and I have to do, like, research on top of this and write a dissertation. I'm like, oh, man, like, I don't see myself doing that right now. Right, it's a lot. Um, so <clears throat> what, what is your teaching style, and, and how does it differ from, you know, how you've been taught in the past? Are you kind of more, you know, laid back with your students? Are you really strict with them? You know, how do you... How do you present this, the, 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 the learning, the, um, the lessons and things to your students? Uh, so I would describe my, uh, my teaching style as somewhere in the middle. I, I don't, I'm not too strict, although at times I can be, and at times I can be laid back. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm more of like personal, like on a personal level, because like my classes still aren't like super huge. They're mm -hmm. obviously bigger than when I attended undergrad here. But um, really, I'm just after somebody learning something. If someone can tell me, uh, from the start that they don't know a lot and then at the end of my class say that hey like I learned something from you and this is what I learned from you and this is like I show you like this uh, then I'm a very happy camper so yeah. uh, the teaching style I'm somewhere in between strict and and like <laughs> laid back uh, I definitely can relate to my students easier because like I'm like of their age right. uh, but you know sometimes you got to kick someone in the butt yeah. to do something so yeah and you teach primarily undergrad right you're all undergrad uh no i'm not all undergrad I, I teach primarily undergrad but i do teach one programming class in the uh graduate degree okay um now you said um earlier that you know you didn't um you don't really have any other experience at another university that this is the place you came for undergrad and grad school but do you feel like you would have had the same teaching opportunity you know had you tended you know a bigger maybe more well-known school um, uh, now, this is a hard question because I'm not a bad student. Yeah. I did do very well in my undergrad, uh, as much as I hate to, like, boast about it. Um, but I'm not sure. I don't, I don't think I would have, uh, honestly, because I think the key person that, the reason why I'm here is Majid Shalon. Right. Uh, so I'm not so certain I would have, but I'm not a bad student on the other hand, so... It's hard for me to tell, but on a bigger scale at a bigger school, mm -hmm. um, I might have got washed out by like a bunch of other kids too. Right. So, and here too, you have that you know like like the intimate setting, the personal, yeah, the one-on-one right. -on -one connection with your students. So it was easier for him to kind of pick you out and yeah, say, right. you know, I think you would be great at this. Otherwise, you know, when 
at a bigger school when you have, you know, five sections of 300 students each, you're not going to be able to get that. Yeah, I, I knew Majid, like, really personally by the time I graduated, so I, I don't think I could say that about another professor at a different school. Right. Uh, so as we wrap up here, I always like to give, <clears throat> excuse me, the, uh, the last word, the last thought to, you know, the guests. So is there anything you want to tell, you know, incoming students or prospective students or students here now? Um, anything, anything that you've learned in your time here that you want to give to them? Uh, a lot of it is time management. Uh, it's going to get stressful. I just keep with it. I, I know stress. Uh, so, like, when I give my students work, like, I know what I'm giving you. So, you don't have to tell me. <laughs> you know, you have a lot going on. So, I've been working since I've been uh, in my undergrad and juggling full-time school. So, like, anyone can do it. If I could do it, you could definitely do it. So, this has been your weekly download. My name is Manny Sanchez. Chad, thanks for coming on today. Sure.